Today's broadcast was recorded for Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. We welcome you once again to Central Park Neighborhood Church. Amen. Once again, we are in our midweek service, in our teaching time, and we are looking at the subject of the anointing. And we find that in the book of Exodus, God spoke to Moses and gave him the formula and the compound that was needed to mix the ingredients of this uh, fine spices and the hint of olive oil together by the perfumer to make the holy anointing oil. So we'll read that once again in Exodus chapter 30, verses 22 to 25. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Take the following fine spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much of that is 250 shekels of fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of fragrant cane, 500 shekels of cassia, all according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Then he says, not only you take these fine spices, but he says to take a hen of olive oil, okay? And what do you do with these? He says, make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. So God gave him the compound, uh, uh, the ingredients for this making of the holy anointing oil. And of course, we know that the people uh, were to bring uh, these products and things when they made the tabernacle. They brought a brought it willingly. They sacrificed and brought it willingly uh, to construct the tabernacle and for the anointing oil and the priest garments and everything that was required to uh, create this uh, structure that God said he would come and meet with them in. So when we look at uh, this olive oil, if we go to Strong's Concordance and we just look at what is a hen, it's really talking about five liters or uh, five quarts or six liters, you know, however you, whatever you're measuring <laughs> uh, scale is, a vessel holding one hen of liquid. And we said before that, you know, the 500 shekels is about 14 and a half pounds and the 250 is approximately seven. So when we get all of these ingredients together, it was quite a weighty uh, compound that was brought together and mixed together to make the anointing oil. And so we want to look a little bit about the olive tree and the olive that it produces and learn some things about that and uh, gather some, some information and glean some truth from these things in the process of making this oil, uh, what it comes from, and uh, uh, what is really meaning of these different things. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the tree itself. And when we look in the scripture, we find that the, the olive tree has really throughout, been throughout history uh, the characteristic of that is the fact that it, it was a very valued tree. Not only was it a very valued tree, but it was one that was very useful in Palestine in that day. So we will look at this this thing of the tree. It's just the tree itself, and they valued the tree. And the, the tree, of course, represents uh, the berry. The tree represents uh, that which the Holy Anointing Oil was uh, made from, that oil that came from that tree, from the fruit of that tree. So it was valuable. And I think we can learn from this that when it comes to the anointing, we need to place a tremendous value on the anointing 
and realize of the of the richness and of the abilities and of the um, abilities of God that flow through your life because of the anointing. So place a value on it. That's number one. Number two, uh, I like uh, what it says here. Where did this tree grow? Well, it it really grew in the bare and rocky ground. Uh, the soil was not very deep. Uh, and what was right under that soil was rock. And so the roots of that tree uh, would uh, spread out through the soil. But really, uh, the bottom line was it was connected to that rock, that place that the tree would grow in. And likewise, when we think about the anointing, uh, our root system, our belief structure, our anchor for this whole anointing thing that we're talking about here is really based on what? The rock, the rock Christ Jesus. And so the tree, it grows on rocky soil. And so uh, it's really talking about uh, symbolically it's tied into Jesus. And who is who is Jesus? Well, Jesus is the one who gives us and baptizes us into the Holy Spirit, into the anointing of God. So we, it's a valuable tree, and it grows in rocky soil, and its roots reach down into the rocks itself. You find something else about the olive tree. It is a slow-growing tree, and it requires years of patient labor before reaching full fruitfulness. So there is a process of time in this tree growing until it produces uh, the uh, berry that would be the best of harvesting to produce the oil itself. Let me just say a little bit about this. Um, you know, many times in the church world, especially I grew up in, basically we, you know, you, you were never quite good enough to minister and you, you had to wait a long time and, and so on and so on. But you know, a Christian from day one, they can begin to minister and they can begin to uh, experience uh, the anointing of God in their life, being filled with the Spirit, and begin to minister. And it is those that are called to lead God's people that really go through a process of God and of development and causing them to grow over a process of time so that they are able to lead with wisdom and minister uh, uh, with a, a greater understanding and a greater release of the Spirit of God in their life. So I, we don't want to throw away and say, you you know, it's slow going and, and it's slow growing and you you just have to wait and wait and wait. Well, that's not true. No, you minister wherever you're at, whenever you're at, and uh, you function as God leads you in your age, in the situation that you're in. It's just that uh, I find that many times the mature uh, saints, the mature people, as they follow along with God, you'll find that many times there is a depth that comes with them. Why? Because the tree is older. The tree is older, and it has matured some. Also, this tree, uh, it it requires a certain degree of settlement and peace. You know, when you read the scripture, many times when an enemy would come uh, to a a city, uh, the trees that would be growing around, they would destroy the trees. And many times this was actually the olive tree that was growing around the city. And so it required a certain degree of settlement and peace. And you're going to find, what are we talking about here? It's talking about the right atmosphere. 
when I think about Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, you know, the, the believers were told to go and wait in Jerusalem, and they were in an attitude of prayer. They were in the upper room. And on the day of Pentecost, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. They were all filled with the Spirit of God. There was the right atmosphere. There was the right setting. And likewise, growing in the anointing and growing in this, there is the right setting. And part of that right setting that we're talking about is there's that continual waiting on God. There's that continual uh, feasting out of the Word of God. And you're going to find that what happens, that feedback that you have, you are filling it with the Word. You're you're memorizing the Word. You're in the Word of God. And the Spirit of God illuminates the Word. And uh, there's this great reservoir within you of truth that can come forth. And the Spirit of God, the anointing is upon that, and He uses it to minister. So there's the right atmosphere. The right atmosphere. Um... I like what it says here in my studies. I found that the soil around the trees must be frequently plowed and broken up. You know, uh, it, it had to be enriched. The soil was not deep. And so, once again, I'm piggybacking on the last point is the fact that you must, uh, amen, continually cultivate the soil of your life, the soil of your heart with good attitudes and watering of the Spirit of God, feeding on the Word of God, and uh, when the Word of God comes to you, there's times when I call it breaking up the soil. In other words, you know, when the Word of God comes, the Spirit of God comes, He will convict you of things in your life. And you have a choice right at that moment. You can either respond positively or you can run from it or you can say, I'm not changing. But you'll find that there is that cultivating of soil that is required, amen, in this concept of furnishing the tree, what's needed, and so that the anointing of God flows through your life. That's all part of part of the anointing. Another, another thing about the anointing, the tree, and the berries that came from it, there were many uses, you know. Once that was produced, that berry was uh, put in the press and the oil was taken from it, you'll find that you would dip your bread into it. So you could use it as a source of food, in the scriptures, you'll find uh, in Luke chapter 10, verses 33 and 34, you know, there was a certain Samaritan went down and, and he he took care of a man that he found that was beaten and robbed. And what does he say? He bound up his wounds. He poured in the oil. So there's a medicinal uh, aspect, a healing aspect to the anointing oil. James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. If there's any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, doing what? Anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up, and so on. So we find that that anointing oil is also involved in the healing process that God has uh, given for us. Not only was it, you know, anointing or uh, being used in healing, but there was an anointing that we find in Psalms 23, we find the the psalm of the shepherd and taking care of the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's a psalm that we know very well. But he says in verse 5, he says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Uh, you anoint my head with oil. So the shepherd would anoint the head of the sheep. There was a bug that would fly around and uh, he would fly up the 
nose of the sheep lay the eggs and those little eggs would hatch and become worms and climb up into the brain of the sheep and the sheep would be beating their head against the rocks and things trying to uh, take care of an internal problem that from the outside of which they could not do. And so that oil then was a protection from fly, the flies, things that would bug the sheep. Likewise, the anointing is for us, where the enemy would come and try to bug us and would try to uh, disturb us. The anointing is the answer for that. The anointing would uh, put on the head because the, the sun was extremely hot in those countries. And the sun became so hot it would cause the sheep to actually have a be sunburnt and and so consequently the oil was a protection for that you know the heat of the battle the heat of the day we need a fresh anointing every day especially in the day that we're living and all the things that are going on we need a fresh anointing a fresh anointing a fresh daily daily anointing amen to handle all of those things that come upon us so the anointed uh, then was for individuals for individuals and we've seen, looked at a couple of those things but we also know that the anointing was put upon kings and priests in the old testament and they were consecrated they were dedicated they were given over to a purpose that they had been set aside for so the anointing was poured upon their heads and the anointing uh, was the thing that was poured upon them it really represents the grace of God. It represents the things of God that God would give when he anoints us to do the job at hand. And so we find that that anointing produces, amen, and gives you and puts in your hand what the tools that are needed to accomplish the job. So the anointing then was not only medicinal, it was not only for food and for protection, but you'll find that People were set aside in their places by, uh, by anointing them. And when that took place, God furnished them what they needed, amen, to accomplish the work that God had called them to do. Likewise, it's the same, same thing for us today. God anoints us so that we can accomplish what he wants us to do. Once again, you're not on your own. Praise God for that. I'm not trying to do it in my own abilities because we've looked at part of the uh, anointing here with the reed it speaks of our uh, inabilities it speaks to us of our uh, weaknesses and God takes those weaknesses that we have and he uses them and, and what does he do with them he puts himself in there and in our life and he makes up the difference for that and I thank God for that and our inabilities do what they keep us humble they say we understand in our own heart and our own mind I can't do this myself and God I give these things to you and I, I submit myself to you I worship you and uh, I give my life experiences to you and I mix it with this ability that God has given me so that I can function in the way that you want me to You'll find that something else that the anointing, uh, this berry, this oil that came from this tree, uh, when it was processed, it was used uh, for illumination. Illumination. You'll find that illumination is really, once again, it was given to Moses, and uh, they would produce the berries and break the berry down, and it would press the berry, and they would... Uh, take the oil then, and they would put the oil, the priest would put the oil in the lamps in the holy place. 
and the lamp then would burn and the light of that lamp would burn and it would lighten that room that the priests were ministering in. And what else was in that room? Well, we have the table of showbread and we have the altar of incense and we have the golden candlestick. And of course, the golden candlestick was what was furnished with the oil and when it was lit, it would create light for the room. And so it was illumination and what's interesting is, is that really the three truths that are involved in this particular uh, room in the, the whole, called the holy place, the candlestick representing the church, not only representing the church, but the table of showbread. There's communion and fellowship with the Lord. Then you have the altar of incense, which is really our prayer and our praise and our worship. And it's, so the, the light would lighten these particular um pieces of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses so that the priest could minister on them. And so likewise, uh, when we come to the anointing, there is an illumination that comes to us, illumination to understand what the church is and what it's all about and what its purpose is for and, and what the communion table, what the fellowship with the Spirit of God is all about and what are, is our responsibilities and our prayer and our worship to God. And so there was an illumination that, that came because of the oil and the lighting of the oil that was there and given to it. So now let's talk just a little bit about the harvesting of these berries. We've, we've seen some of the uh, ways that it's used when it's a finished product. But, you know, um, when the tree, when it was ripe and ready to be harvested, the fruit was harvested by beating the boughs of the olive tree with a stick. So, so the, the tree got flogged, basically, and they would knock the berries down. And uh, if, if they weren't able to reach some of them, they would take the tree and they would tremendously shake it. They would grab it and they begin to shake the tree to get the berries to be released from the tree itself. So there was a beating and a shaking the tree. And so you're going to find, as I, as I look at this, as the harvesting of this is, I like what uh, Pastor Rick in London tells me. He says, you know, I want a man on staff who's taken his beatings. And I, I used to uh, listen to him saying to that, uh, fully understanding what he was talking about. But, you know, there, there, are, there are things that we go through that beat us, that uh, do um, disciplines and corrections and things in our life. And we call those, I, would, I like what he says, he calls them beatings. Beatings, well... That's what releases that berry to be produced and the oil that would come from it. And what are, we, what are we talking about here? Our lives, we receive, amen, pummels many times. We, the enemy comes along and pummels us. Uh, you know, God puts us through the process. And in the process, what's he doing? He is shaking that tree. He is taking from our lives and he's causing us, amen, to be prepared for that anointing oil that is to come forth. So there's the harvesting of the berry itself. So when we talk about, you know, what does this mean to us now? What, what are we talking about here? And how does this, how can we relate to this in relationship to the other spices that we're talking about? Well, I'm going to give you just a few quick points here. Number one, metaphorically, to be anointed with oil 
it means two things, being successful and joyous. Psalms 92.10 and Ecclesiastes 9.8. My horn shall thou exalt like a unicorn. I will be anointed, he says, with fresh oil. Psalms 92. In, in Ecclesiastes 9.8, let thy garments be always white and let thy head lack no anointing. You know, there's a scripture that talks about thou hast anointed me above my fellows, you know, anointed with the oil of gladness. So there is successful, there is anointing for joy, joy. What's important about joy? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, as you go through things and they're difficult, it's the joy of God, the joy that gives you what you need to go through it. So there's there's those kinds of things that are, when it comes to the anointing and uh, also this tree it took time it was a process of growth it didn't happen overnight and it reminds me of patience patience you know James when you look at the first four or five verses and count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations and trials and testings and then he says but let patience have her perfect work and so patience is also part of this anointing, this compound, patience, joy, amen. And the last point I want to give you is the fact that a tree, uh, the a tree that produces the berry, it was a tree that could grow for a long period of time and be an old tree. It reminds me of the scripture that we'll bring forth fruit in our old age. And we will find that the anointing is not only for the young, but it will last us throughout a lifetime. So we find then the com combination here of all these things, this compound, the last part is the oil. There's patience. There's, there is joy. Amen. There is length of life given to minister the things of God. Amen. So we will, we will carry on. Amen. And consider more about this holy anointing oil. The Lord bless you.